In this uh, episode, I'm going to talk about why am I seeing a spike of interest coming from investors wanting to buy investment properties. So this episode is being recorded in November of 2020. It's very important to always have our information, or at least some of our information, related to the times we are in. COVID had started mid-March 2020, so that means we are eight months into this wacky, weird, strange situation. In recent months, I'm talking about two, the past two, three, four months or so, I have seen an increase, a significant increase of investors or investors wannabe expressing interest in buying investment properties. And I kept asking people, what kind of drove you? I always want to know what drove you, what actually now made you look, in, look further into it. Some of those people I've been talking to in the past years, so it was interesting to me that someone that I spoke to two years ago all of a sudden decides to wake up for one reason or another and make a move or do something about investing. Some of the answers were very generic and very general, but one answer emerged quite a bit more than anything else. What I've heard in so many words, multiple times, is that people who were sitting on the sideline and having good jobs, and even if their job is still not something that uh, um, is jeopardized due to COVID, realized they need an extra source of income or an additional source of income or an additional hedge, hedging, securing themselves financially. And they realized that, probably, that real estate should be this answer or an addition to it. So what I've seen happening in multiple um, conversations is that investors or individual families that were sitting on the sideline decided that while they thought their job is secure, all of a sudden they realized that regardless the security level of their job, they need to do something else in their life to make sure that there is more security, financial security, to their families and to themselves. And that's why they decided to go and start or look into buying investment properties. The idea of having an additional source of income or something they can build on for the future is really attractive to people now. So a lot of people are sitting, hopefully working from home, and realizing my job is not enough, I need to do something, and that something can be, by the way, that something can be in multiple avenues. For example, um, stocks or other types of uh, you know, uh, real estate investments or uh, different positions on real estate investments. So there's obviously multiple ways how to generate um, 
more revenue or another source of income. But I see more and more people realizing real estate is a more secure, more less speculative, can be done, less speculative, more solid investment, and are shifting some of their funds into real estate in order to mitigate their current position, which is primarily job-dependent and you know, one person or a couple's job-dependent. Now, for me, this is not a new idea or a new thought. Actually, that's what drove me almost 20 years ago when I started, you know, to get started with investing. But over my career, I have met a lot of investors who approach the idea of buying rental properties exactly from this position, meaning they realize what I've heard over the years. I've heard primarily uh, two things that kind of repeated themselves, and it all came back to the same core of, I have a job, maybe even a good job, but my job, my income can disappear tomorrow. Why? It can disappear tomorrow because of economy. It can disappear tomorrow because I get fired. And one guy, I remember it very clearly, in 2009 or 10, who sat down with me, with his wife, and said the following words, Danny, I mean, we're Silicon Valley. We are your typical Silicon Valley engineer and accounting person. We both have good jobs. We both, both make good money. In 10 years, I'm dead. I kid you not. In 10 years of that, I'm looking at him. So you look healthy. What's going on? He says, listen, Silicon Valley and other places around the country, but it's very apparent in Silicon Valley is where when you get to be 50 and should you lose your job, you are not, you are what's called unhirable. People will not hire you again. Now, that may not be true or as extensively true, but we all know that in places such Silicon Valley than others, when you get to a certain age, you are less attractive to some of the some of the companies, some of the uh, hiring uh, people, and that person said at age of 38, said, "I need to make sure that in 10 years, I have a, an additional salary coming into the household, one more salary. Should we lose one of our salaries, we need to have an, another salary coming into the household." And we created a plan. I'm talking about 2000, probably in 10. We sat down. We made a clear path. How to get to the point, it will take some time, that in 12 years, when he gets to be uh, 50, which is just around uh, now, he will have an additional salary coming into the household. And knowing him, actually we haven't spoken for a long time, but knowing him, my guess is that he has three salaries coming right now into his household. His, his wife, the real estate that he has, and he's already working on a fourth avenue, which is um, investing in real estate in, a, in another method that will help him generate more than the third salary, three salaries that, that, he, uh, that he currently has. So he's two people. I think they have three kids, um, three salaries plus. And the only way he was able to accomplish this is because he acknowledged the problem of being, quote-unquote, dead in, t- in 10, 
10 to 12 years. Of course, he's much alive and okay and doing well. And he realized this is a long-term play that he needs to do in order to mitigate the risk of losing a job, the risk of not being able to get hired again, the risk of his household depending on one salary in Silicon Valley. And for those of you who know, Silicon Valley on one hand are Silicon Valley, California, one and are high earners and they earn, you know, salaries there are very high, but to survive with the cost of living there on one even nice size salary in Silicon Valley is very difficult. Of course, with something interesting happening with the COVID is people can probably receive, you know, or leave the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area, still maintain their Silicon Valley salaries and move to other areas around the country and dropping their cost of living quite dramatically and at the same time still earning Silicon Valley type of salaries. And that's already happening. By the way, there's a trend because of COVID. People are saying, why do I need to live here? I can move within the Bay Area to a little bit cheaper place such as East Bay, or I can move to other parts of the country like Miami, um, Nashville, etc. And I will be earning a Silicon Valley salary and I will be living in a much lower cost of living you know, places. And that's a trend that is going on. Now it's a question of how long that trend will last. So if you're hearing this and you are either not investing in real estate or you are already investing but have done just one or two properties, you should really ask yourself, what should I do next? Or how can I, or what can I do next in order to be in a situation that in 5, 10, 15 years from now, should you lose your job, you won't be in a catastrophic situation. Real estate is a really good answer for those who can. And those who know how to do it and to do it correctly, it's a really good way or avenue to go about investing, investing in real estate and mitigating one of life's biggest concerns. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you on another episode. I've been investing and working with investors almost 20 years now, getting close there. I'm about 18 years in. Over the years, I have seen pattern emerge and behaviors pop up with the investors and clients I've worked with. The privilege that I have of seeing individuals and couples investing in real estate over a period of more than 15 years had given me the opportunity to kind of look and see and get a sense of different patterns that emerge on a long-term frequency. And when I mean long-term frequency, I mean things that I've seen happen again and again and again after two, three, four, and five years. I've decided to compile all those patterns into a series I call Beyond the ROI. Beyond the ROI means let's look at things that are providing us or enabling us, or showing us why 
we should invest in real estate. So going beyond the, the ROI talks about ideas, thoughts, suggestions, and patterns that can benefit us as investors beyond the financial aspect or the financial side of a real estate investment. I hope you enjoy the episode, the entire series, and benefit from it for your own portfolio and investment activity. Thank you for listening.